0: Welcome to the Monster RX 93.1 podcast channel. Interviews, features, music, live performances, fun, and conversation. Only from Manila's hottest, Monster RX 93.1.
1: All Out with Rico Robles is about to go live online. Catch All Out Monster hit music, All Out celebrity interviews, All Out showbiz and sports news, All Out fun, an exclusive on The Monster. Catch the stream on The Monster Facebook page at RX931, The Monster YouTube channel at RX931, and twitch.tv slash rx 931 and Your All Out host, Rico Robles. Stand by and enjoy the program. be putting on a nice shirt today there's a reason for all of this why well it's nice to have her back you know it is a journey of sorts uh, for this artist you know the last time we had her on the show she was competing to be asia's next top model now this time around we get a message oh wait she released a song. We're playing her song. And next thing you know, she's going to be here on the show. And I'm like, oh, really? We're going to have her back on the show? Why not? Ladies and gentlemen, let's have the very lovely Adela Mae Marshall. Hi. Hi. How
2: are How you are doing? Are you?
1: Good, good. Look at you. You got You got music now. I know. You're back. Welcome back. So, How's it been? How's everything? You know, for the last time we saw you, it was Asia's Next Top Model. You were going for the finals. And then from there, you know, what happened after that? How you been?
0: I've been good. It was such a long time ago now. It's like four years. I'm like, I was like 20 back then. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like a whole chapter of my life has like happened oh. since. But obviously, I think the last time I saw you, like the finale hadn't aired yet.
1: Yeah, so that's right. That's right
0: keep that a secret so like now that people know like I didn't win mm-hmm. but it was it was such a great experience and like afterwards just making the Philippines proud mm-hmm. you know and like everyone was really happy I just felt like very accomplished in my own way
1: I mean <laughs> I mean you know for for that one when it ended um, when it comes to that Does it give you more campaigns For more opportunities Like do people get You get phone calls To, to land more gigs Or is it more of like Okay what's next Do I go to showbiz What's what's usually the turning mm. point When it comes to that
0: For sure There were definitely A lot of opportunities I think Asia's next to model Like one of the reasons I joined it Was because I knew That it was It was such a huge platform Obviously it airs not just in the Philippines but across Asia mm-hmm. and there are platforms to view it even abroad. So it was like there were a lot of options for me. I was really blessed to either like stay in the Philippines or like sign with agencies abroad, showbiz. And I think for me it was really important that I spent at least that like first year afterwards in the Philippines mm-hmm. because like the Philippines is what like nurtured me. That was like why I, I joined, like represent the country. So I really stayed first. I was really lucky to work with some, like amazing brands, like have like platforms and opportunities to like speak on that I didn't when I was just like a model with no name, mm-hmm. right? Like because usually like when you have like a a model that's like popular, you don't necessarily know a lot about them. They're just mm-hmm. sort of. Hangers, right? And like now, it's like, oh, what I have to say was like kind of important. It was, it was weird. You have a voice, time, like,
1: fun. right? You have a voice, yeah. and and you have uh, influence know. to be heard. Now, you know, Adela. Mm-hmm. From there, I remember doing a news bit about you, you signing with GMA Seven. So that was. Uh, are you still with GMA Seven, or that's already done? And your venture into music. I mean, did you do some TV shows from there?
0: No, you know, uh GMA. I ended up signing with them for about a year Mm. but that was like right before the pandemic hit Mm. so like we had signed an initial contract for one year to see how it went most of that was sort of workshops at the time and I learned a lot I was super grateful and they gave me a lot of opportunities but we never really got around to doing Mm. tv work and then like the pandemic hit and I decided not to renew like we mutually decided like maybe we shouldn't we should stop for now and then music was really my passion anyway Mm -hmm. it was sort of like so this is an opportunity that i didn't want to regret not trying but i think in my heart i knew it wasn't really for me
1: i mean did you always write music did you always create music or were you just singing covers online i I know catriona gray sang a lot as (laughs) well right so you know for you guys you guys are super talented but what's you know how did you discover and when did you discover you're into music
0: I'd always been into music it's it's interesting because obviously I'm I'm known as a model Mm. but I actually like kind of ventured into the music industry when I first arrived in the Philippines I I was with Viva and I had released a song with them but it was was completely different it like wasn't really like my vision or anything like that because music was kind of like what I had seen myself doing as a kid like when you ask oh what do you want to be oh I want to be a pop star when I grow Mm. up I want to be like Britney Spears or whoever it was when I was like Seven, but I had played guitar since I was six Mm. and then piano since I was 12. So singing kind of naturally came along with that, you know, Mm. it sort of lends itself to singing. And then that was kind of the rise of YouTube and like people posting covers. So Mm. watching that, I think it was just like the natural step to be like, oh, I should try that too. I had no idea if I was any good or not. Mm. I was posting these covers and like no one was watching them. But I guess the first time I kind of got good
1: feedback of like winning a school talent show and I was kind of it went straight to my head I was like oh my gosh I'm
0: a singer I, I could be a star right it could be something. I know like there's something here
1: and what were you singing when when you entered the talent show what song were you singing were you singing Mandy Moore songs were you singing Britney Spears songs no
0: I, I sang the man who can't be moved by the script oh wow so very- <laughs> yeah yeah and then like from then on I started entering other contests but like with original songs
1: yeah can you can you can you give us a sample of the man that can't be moved like a chorus <laughs> part just the chorus part We wanna see the winning piece okay uh
0: how does it go Yeah. Because if one day you wake up and finally you're missing me And your heart starts to wonder where I'm in space that could be Thinking maybe you'll come back here to the place that we me And you'll see me waiting for you on the corner of the street <laughs>
1: Wow, that's just amazing. Oh, my chair is turning. It's like the voice, you know. It's like... My chair is turning (laughs) That's what it is Did you ever try to To join a reality show Here in the Philippines Was there ever a venture That you wanted to join The Voice Or or the other Like uh, Idol Philippines
0: No no I haven't I think I was always intimidated Because I know like Obviously Filipinas are renowned For being incredible singers Mm. But they they've also like The stereotypical like Verit queens Like Mm. they're all like Felt and like that's definitely I can't compete with that so I just thought I don't have a chance if I
1: join something like that so I can can imagine when you signed with Viva so they gave you the song of course or was it something written you wrote and I could imagine the genre was it Tagalog was it English
0: it was it was Taglish like Mm. they they very much had a vision of like trying to make me relatable because obviously Mm. I was like fresh off the boat from the (laughs) UK Mm. and um, they like actually gave me the topic they were like I remember I went in for a meeting They were like write two songs Mm. Write one love song and then one song In Taglish but at the time like I didn't Speak or understand any Tagalog. And they were like when you write about that Write about being A host Filipino, like your experience With Mm. that and I had no idea what to say But they ended up going with that I wrote like a draft and then they passed it on To a songwriter So I'm like credited as a co-writer But Mm. I don't know if I can really claim that
1: but but can you imagine when you when you wrote a song like that, and then you have to tour with it, and then you have to live with it at yeah. every mall show, every single day. So, I mean, the songwriting part, it's really, it's very vital, right? If you're a singer-songwriter, that is really pouring yeah. your heart out there. Now, you have a new song, The City That Doesn't Look Good On You. What's the song about? What's the story about this one? The City
0: Doesn't Look Good On You. It's kind of like... Honestly, when I started writing it, it was going to be like a love letter to my experience in Manila, in the city. It ended up more of like a breakup letter, Mm -hmm. I guess. It's sort of, as someone who didn't grow up in a city,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I found when I moved to Manila that like a lot of us live kind of with two versions of ourselves. It's very small. We all kind of know each other. Even even today, right? You and I kind of realize, oh, wait, we both know Mm -hmm. all of these people. And so it's very rare that you, you meet someone that you don't already have mutual acquaintances with and because of that we kind of have a version of ourselves with people that we're close with and can be vulnerable with and mm. then also a version that everybody sees when they don't know you so well and that so the city doesn't look good on you was kind of me realising that someone again along with when we're close and we can be vulnerable with mm. even though what we have is great and our relationship is really special it's
1: not going to work out when we have to go out into the real world because we have to play another version of ourselves. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. when you pen this and you let Underdog, your label, um, mm-hmm. hear this, I mean, how was the, the merge of it? You know, they do say that it takes a good artist, a great artist, or it takes a good artist and a great label to make great things happen. You know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. you know, tell us, how was it transitioning first with Underdog? How did you get across, come across them? And how did you meet them, um, you know, the people under the label? And what did they tell you when you are writing this song?
0: Yeah, actually, it's a really interesting story because during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. I really kind of had this whole, like, existential quarter-life crisis where I was like, oh my gosh, what if everything I've done until now has, like, just been luck, and actually I have, like, no talent, I'm, like, not good at anything, and I really, like, was neglecting music, even though it had always been an outlet for me, Um, and so I, like, had, like, this whole, like, tough love speech with my mom, and I cried, and she was like, you should just, like, do it because it's your passion, like, you don't need to get, like, a certain validation from it, you just do it because you enjoy it, so I ended up posting a cover of Gone by Rose from Blackpink, just, like, a short thing on my Instagram. And it ended up doing, like, a lot better than I had anticipated. I don't I don't know why. I don't know why it was, like, that song or if it was me or whatever. But, like, my friends especially were really touched by it. And for a long time, they had known I just wanted to get back into music mm-hmm. at a more serious level. And so my friend, uh, shout-out to Marvin Olivares, who is a huge fan of Morissette, who, of course, works with Underdog, uh, had heard of this label that And right, sent yeah. in my video Yeah <laughs> Had uh, sent in the cover to them was like you should check her out She's gonna be like the next big thing Whatever really hyped me up mm-hmm. And then like the next day they were like Oh can we set up a zoom meeting with her mm-hmm. And then we just all, all clicked immediately I think the underdog team Is such like a nurturing group of people for creatives. They Mm. really kind of give you that space. And like obviously coming from like Viva which is a sort of like powerhouse like star maker Mm. I I didn't really have like my own identity then Mm. and like with Underdog I was able to sort of explore that and they you know there was no like wrong answers they're like well if this is what you want you know like we want to hear like all of your ideas so when it came to picking a song I had like a few finished songs Or like semi-finished songs The the City Doesn't Look Good on You Actually wasn't finished at the time But I had like a rough demo of like two verses and a chorus Mm. Um, And we were listening to all of them And they had just asked me straight up Like which one of these songs do you like the most And I said even though it's not finished Like I have a gut feeling about this one And they're like okay game let's do it
1: And then the rest is history We're hearing it now on the radio and how do you feel? Well, How did you feel the first time you ever heard it here in The Monster? Your song that you, the, the vulnerable song that you have written in the notebook in the middle of pandemic, <laughs> questioning life. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about <laughs> it? It's so surreal.
0: It's so, because like in some ways, like I've been sat with this for so long. And then like now that it's out and people can hear it and it's like oh this is, it's not just like a voice inside my head <laughs> people, other people are hearing this
1: too and you know for you Adela is this what's the next step are you releasing a full album is it a show is it a concert is it a showcase what's in store for all your fans after this song because this song you can feel it. It's in the background. It's playing in the background. You won't hear it online, mm-hmm. but on air, you are hearing it. And after our interview, I'll be playing it as well. So what's uh, next in store for you?
0: I mean, I'm always writing. So I'm hoping to release an EP next. Mm-hmm. And of course, like now that things are opening up again, hopefully play a few shows. I know at Underdog, obviously, they have stages sessions. So hopefully even like pre-recorded or recorded live sets just like getting back out there like performing it I think is like why musicians make music right it's like to do it the actual doing part
1: and then how are you live do you have a piano or do you have your guitar or is it just you and microphone and a little stool and you just sing a song
0: I would say me like just Adela like I feel comfortable with like the guitar in my hand like I wouldn't know what to do with my hands uh-huh. if I didn't have an instrument there Um, But I have I have experienced The other end of it Like just sort of Standing there Like do I dance I can't (laughs) dance What do I do So hopefully There's like something I can like hold And then hide The shakes of my
1: hands Can you imagine You're at a mall show Right You're like Sitting there Dancing TikTok dances While you're Playing (laughs) your songs But you know You're on the show As well Adela We're excited For what's in store For you And for all your fans You know Um, But here on the show We do have All out questions and uh, just some fun, random questions. You know, if Adela Mae is not working on songs, what is it that she enjoys doing?
0: Um, I'm such a homebody, really. So just, like, watching films. I'm, like, kind of into K-dramas at the moment. That's my thing for now.
1: <laughs> Who's your biggest crush when it comes to K-drama?
0: Oh, my gosh. I don't... Oh. I'm not sure, actually. I don't know. I think maybe the... What am I watching at the moment? I just watched this show called Business Proposal. I don't know what the name of the actor is, but I was invested emotionally. I believed that I was the lead girl while watching it. It
1: was worth it. Do you get the whole K-drama experience that you buy some Korean food and you eat while they're eating? Do you you, you get that whole... Do you get... I have friends who do that. They get some some, some Korean food and they sit there and they really get the whole experience.
0: Sometimes. Sometimes. I feel like it's also when they eat on the shows. Like, they just eat so well. Like, they really look like they're enjoying it. And so you want to as well. But... I've also done a few, like, K-drama drinking games. Mm. That's quite... That's quite <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, a lot of cliches that you can be like, okay, every time this happens, take a shot at the soju or whatever.
1: <laughs> it's like every time somebody touches their hair. Shut! That's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That's something that, that, that pe- people should try. All right. So, for you as well, Della for show business... Who are your showbiz barcada? Mm-hmm. Just curious. Who are your showbiz friends? The ones that you're always hanging with that not a lot of people know.
0: You know, I think it's, it's like obviously there is this like overlap with like the modeling industry and showbiz, but I think for the most part, I haven't, I don't really interact with a lot of people from showbiz. Mm-hmm. Like, it can be quite tricky, also, because like everyone's schedules are always like mismatch, everyone's like constantly on standby mm. I guess everyone I mean I have a lot of like ex friends but most of them aren't in shows anymore mm. so I feel like I don't know if that counts but shout out to you at Margo Midwinter and Trisha Shifanzos
1: <laughs> Alright and what's that one thing that people should know about Adela May that they should look forward to? Ooh
0: that they should look forward to I guess just You know, like I said before, like, as a model, or, like, being known as a model, I didn't really get to, like... You know, compared to, like, maybe actors or something, I feel like, you know, typically with singers, you get to learn a lot more about them, especially as, like, if they write their own songs. Mm. Whereas, like, actors and models, like, they generally remain anonymous because they have to sort of fit into a fantasy to sell, right? Or, like, someone else's vision.
2: Mm.
0: So I guess, like, they can just look forward to getting to know me more, a bit more personally... Vulnerably, and I guess more about what I think about things and my experiences that perhaps maybe like you can't really have in a a conversation or like a, a live on like Instagram or something. So hopefully, through more original music, people can get to know and understand me a bit more.
1: What's the most challenging part about writing a song and putting yourself out there? And what's the most fun part about writing your own song and putting yourself out there?
0: I think, I guess, like, in terms of putting it out there, it's hard when you're writing about an experience that's very personal to you. And also, like, if maybe it involves, you know, something that you've experienced with someone else, right? Because it's like, is it just my story to share? Do I have, like, the right to be... You know, even if the other person remains anonymous or, you know, if it's, like, a good story even, it's just like, is this... Do I have the right to share this? Will people interpret this the right way? Um so but that at the same time I guess that's also the most fun part, right? Like being able to sort of as someone who's actually quite introverted in real life, I don't think in conversation I always get to say exactly what I think. But like with songwriting I really have that time to to think about the words I want to use and like how do I really want to express
1: myself or like
0: even maybe like I didn't say this at the time but this is actually how I felt about it. And it's it's therapeutic to sort of reflect in that way.
1: So you write the feelings that you were feeling there. Then you're going to think of the right words to actually put it together. So there's no rushing the process mm-hmm. of songwriting. And that when you yeah. put it out there and you release it as a record, you have the fine ingredients. It's like, you know, a great dish. Then it's out there and it's mm-hmm. going to be hitting the charts. Hey, okay. last one, please, Before for let you go. I know you got a busy schedule, Adela. What's mm-hmm. going to be your speech? when you win your very first Grammy when you're up there <laughs> right in the stands you know they do say you gotta oh manifest God. it you gotta claim it and with the song right, right. With, with with the musical journey that you have now you just won best new artist you got a Grammy what's gonna be your speech? Oh
0: my gosh I would like to thank my mom <laughs> I guess you know if I were to win a Grammy I think I can't except it without acknowledging that before I believed in myself there were other people that believed in me oh wait why am I getting emotional this isn't even happening but like, <laughs> yeah to, to people who believed in me like when I didn't even believe in myself um, when I was like too hard on myself mm. when I like didn't give myself enough credit there were people that saw that in me and even if like that gave me the space to like mess up so that I could create something and that other people were able to relate to that, maybe in the same way. I think is the only reason that, I mean, I would hope is the reason that people like and listen to my music. And so, thank you.
1: And then you <laughs> and race for
0: the Philippines, yeah. Race that
1: Grammy, yeah. and you're like, hey, for the Philippines, that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Adela, thank you, thank you very much. You invite all the fans all your fans and all the monsters that are tuned in right now to do requests for your song here on the monster
0: hi everyone i'd like you all to request for my debut single the city doesn't look good on you uh you can also get it everywhere else if you want like it's there no pressure but the city doesn't look good on you out now
1: Thanks for making us cry with this song. <laughs> you you have a great dinner now. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much once again. And we look forward to uh, more of your music. Hopefully when when all is well, we'll have you here live on the concert series. Mm-hmm. And watch your shows live as well. And, and clap as loud as we can. And get all vulnerable and teary-eyed with your tracks. Alright? You take care always. Mm-hmm. okay?
0: Thank you. You
1: too. Alright, take care. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Adela Mae Marshall. Bye! Bye. There you go, Monsters. It is indeed a journey that you guys got to catch. And, you know, from her modeling days now to her music, do request for her song. She did invite everybody once again for Facebook, for YouTube, for Twitch. My name is Rico Ravles. This is another exclusive interview. Monster Interview.
0: Exclusive interview only on Manila's Hottest, Monster, RX 93.1. The Monster, RX 93.1 podcast channel. The best podcast content online. Only from Manila's Hottest, Monster, RX 93.1.